0: It was only a matter of time before the Celestials visited Earth, and in anticipation of their arrival, the snake god Set mystically twisted a small group of Homo erectus into serpent people able to mystically disguise themselves as humans. He sought to have them, not the native pre-humans, receive the Celestials' genetic gifts. As fate would have it, the leader of a local Homo erectus band and his mates held the tradition of taking an annual pilgrimage to a garden haven created for them by the godlike time traveler Sisyneg and there they encountered the disguised serpent people. Stet's minions tried to seduce the Proto Humans into sacrificing the rest of their tribe by offering them pleasure and power, only to have the Homo erectus refuse and return with their tribe to drive off the serpent people. It was at this point that the Celestials arrived, scooping up the nearer humans and creating from them the three races of man the immortal eternals, the misshapen deviants, and those that would be allowed to evolve normally into humanity, though gifted with the latent genes that would eventually produce superhumans. Meanwhile, an alien spacecraft crash-landed in a pocket dimension, the damaged drive creating a shifting but permanent connection to Earth's Himalayan mountains. They built a great city, Kunlun, around the ship, and discovered that the pocket dimension was inhabited by a strange and aggressive plant-like race, the Herathi. Misunderstanding and mutual antagonism grew between these people, and the Herathi have ever tried to infiltrate the mystic city. By the mid-Paleolithic, the first Eternals had settled into the city Titanos, carved from the polar mountains with their growing power over molecular structure. Two factions had developed, one supporting the peaceful aspirations of their leader, Kronos, and one led by Uranos, eager to use their powers to subjugate the growing population of primitive humans on the planet. This violent disagreement boiled over into a civil war, destroying the eternal city of Titanos and resulting in the death of 90% of these powerful beings. The losing faction, Uranus and his followers, were banished, their rivals turning them into energy and projecting them out into space. His foes gone, Kronos was able to turn his attention to the study of the energies that made his people powerful. The exiles, meanwhile, had enough control over their trajectory that they managed to snare themselves in Uranus's gravity well and from there were able to restore their physical forms by passing through the force field of an advanced weapons depot the Kree had left in the system. They overcame the sentry guarding the facility and set about using the Kree technology to construct a ship to transport them back to Earth, with a small handful deciding to remain behind instead to start their own colony. The exiled losers of the eternal civil war set off alarms back on the Kree homeworld. The Kree Armada, fearing a Skrull threat, intercepted them and destroyed their ship. About half of the Eternals escaped to Saturn's moon Titan, but one was captured by the Kree and brought back to their homeworld to be vivisected. The Kree discovered that their subject had been the result of celestial experimentation on the humans, and the Science Council petitioned the Supreme Intelligent for permission to do their own experiments on the humans and other races. Granted it, they returned to Earth and spent the next 25 years tweaking the genetics of a small tribe of Homo sapiens, eventually creating the ancestors of what would be known as the Inhumans. They left behind a sentry on a small specific island to monitor for scrolls and observe their latest experiment. Their last act before they departed was to set up a new weapons depot in the future American Southwest containing powerful weaponry in the form of the Negabands, the Psyche Megatron, along with another sentry. The Eternals were now three people. There was the new colony on Titan, led by the warlike Uranus, fated to fall into degeneracy and civil war so fierce it would wipe itself out, save for a single survivor, Susan. Those who remained on Uranus dedicated themselves to peace and scientific pursuits, seeking a grand unification theory. And back on Earth, Kronos was researching their power to manipulate cosmic energy. A lab experiment disintegrated him, destroyed the city, and bombarded the Earth Eternals with cosmic energy, making them virtually immortal and indestructible. While his atoms were dispersed, Kronos was not destroyed, but he found his mental powers improved to the cosmic scale, and he departed to explore the universe. The cosmic energy released by Kronos spread through the solar system, less powerful when it hit the Eternals on Titan and Uranus, but extending their lifespans and durability significantly. With Kronos gone, the Eternals needed a new leader, and their choice came down to his sons, the warlike Xerus and the peaceful Alars. They initiated the first Unimine to allow the people's collective will to decide who would lead, and Zurus was chosen. Disappointed, Alars chose self-exile over challenging his brother. He had grown up in the aftermath of the Civil War, after all, and had seen enough death. He departed Earth, seeking the fate of the rebel faction led by Uranos. On Earth, Zurus led his people from the ruins of Titanos to what would one day be Greece, establishing a new city on Mount Olympus. Eventually, two colony cities were established. Oceana in the Pacific, and Polaria in future Siberia. Alars, meanwhile, reached the moon of Titan, where he fell in love with Susan among the ruins of Uranus's colony. Together they worked to repopulate, though their descendants were not as long-lived as Alars or the Earth Eternals, and Alars would rename himself Mentor. Eventually, Mentor would have two sons of note, Thanos and Eros.